0: And welcome to Right Wing Dharma Squads. This is your co host for the week. Host Ora. for the week. Yeah. And, and I'm here with uh, a good friend and a returning good friend. Say hi, guys.
1: Hey. Hey, how's everyone doing?
0: That's Dharmakirti, if you couldn't tell, and Kagyu. DK, we want to welcome you back. Thank uh, you so it's much. good to have you back on the stream. Storm uh, couldn't be here this week as was planned, uh, but he will be back next week. I think, well, I won't make any promises, but I think we're close to being back to full force after some summer doldrums, so. Uh, As always, questions and comments are welcome on the live stream, and this will be up on the RSS feed soon. Also, we have an extra episode uh, in the can coming up uh, to put on. The the live stream's already been posted, but the RSS hasn't. So that's uh, getting our housekeeping out of the way. This week, um, we wanted to talk about the biggest thing in the news. maybe some of the biggest news that's gone down in recent times, which is the death of Jeffrey Epstein um, in Epstein in jail uh, just the other day. And um, what we think of it, what, uh, you know, we can go into the uh, theories about what exactly happened uh, and also the broader implications, um, what, what this whole story indicates for our, society for us our takes on it and also we want to put a dharmic perspective on it and talk about you know what on earth are we to do in the situation that we live in like this so um i i don't really have a big intro here i guess i'll just say right off the bat that I I like the take and agree with the take that uh, the conspiracy theorists are the ones who think that that this <laughs> that oh it was just normal he just he ha- just killed himself and there's no need to investigate anything uh, that's the end of that like those people are. First of all, I think they might even be in the minority at this point. And second of all, those are the people with, like, the crazy theories that aren't backed yeah, well, up. Yeah, those are also, like. like,
2: those people glow in the dark. Like, those people, like, who, <laughs> yeah. who are the people that are pushing that? Like, okay, Marco Rubio's pushing that. Rod Rosenstein's pushing that. Uh, Eric Erickson, like, I mean, you got a couple, like, you know, deep state friendly and literal, you know, government apparatchiks that are saying that who actually believes it. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just yeah, wanted to say like
1: basically the people who believe that either attended a Davos conference or right. one degree removed from people who did. That's exactly right. Sorry. So go on.
0: Well, the who believes it, I I don't know deep down if anybody believes it, but the people who just want to believe what you know whatever serves their 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 view of the world because, that, you know, that's a real phenomenon where people lie to themselves so much that they start believing their own lies, you know? And so I can imagine somebody who, I don't know, you know, pick the the uh, apocryphal boomer or whatever, <laughs> you know, uh, who who doesn't want to confront um, what the implications are of Epstein being murdered in jail and, and who he's connected to and, and what that means about our quote-unquote republic that we live in. Uh, and so even though... Deep down on one level, they know. They they, they can tell. E- even with that, they can repeat the lie so much and they can see Marco Rubio and Rod Rosenstein, these respectable government officials, you know. And, and they can say, oh, yeah, of course, of course. And at some level, they, they just start to believe the bullshit. Do you think?
1: Well, that's the thing. Even the boomers who are typically – Really clueless about these kind of things and always are willing to attribute it to the official story and try to avoid any kind of conspiracy theory Even they're kind of saying this is not an accident I mean, yeah, admittedly the ones on the left are trying to say Trump did it or some People on the right did it to protect Trump because there's a Epstein Trump connection But even they're not buying into the narrative that these guys are tr- that the official narrative that they're trying to push
0: Yeah, I, I don't think so um, you know, it, it kind of – one of the notes I made is that it really brings out the the crazy in people um, because it's emotional. And it, it – again, it – so if the government and to a large part the world is in large part if not wholly run by like an elite pedophile clique, right, um, that has such far-ranging implications for everything you believe to be true about the world – and it starts to get even, um, you, you know, it starts to affect people on a psychological level or a spiritual level. You know, you really have to question things.
2: Owen had a great tweet, which obviously, you know, being Owen, it was sort of half tongue in cheek. But he was like, you know, if if uh, if this thing is clearly, you know, what it seems to be, then what exactly? Like, what can't we question? Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe it really is a hollow flat disc, and uh, you know, nuclear bombs and dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, maybe we need to re-examine the evidence for. Uh, for this this you know the uh, heliocentrism or whatever. Anyway, I mean it's true though. I mean it's that, I, I really do think it's it's in a sense it's that level of But um, the thing
1: is yeah, please. Go. No, no. But the thing is none of this is I mean none of the fact like we are ruled by a small clique of pedophiles who probably worship demons. None of that is new and I mean every one of us probably has known this for years and could see the evidence for years. Well, it just this <laughs> is now dragged in front of people's faces to the point they can't deny it anymore.
2: I had I would say this I had suspicions and and uh I mean I had you know reports from people that I I you know that were not necessarily the most mentally balanced I I ultimately even at the time you know some years ago 10 years ago plus um I would have I mean I ultimately was like oh no I think these people are I think it's actually really one one person in particular that I um whose opinion I respected on this and he was like yeah I've been in these circles I've been in courts um in you know among royalty in in europe among people connected to um you know the highest levels of oh, yeah basically davos people these kind of people and they worship Moloch, and some of them have children that have never legally existed because they were sacrificed to Moloch, um and you know i i didn't really know what to do with that at the time um but like now I, 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 it just feels, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, we're really reaching a point where you, you have to, um, lend, you, you can't just ignore it. You can, you can, you can, you don't necessarily have to believe all that. I mean, I, I think at this, you know, there's, there's, it, it becomes, you, you run out of alternative explanations, but, um, certainly, certainly you, you can't, it's like, what, okay, what's up with the island? What's up with the Masonic symbolism? What's up with everything that's happened what you know what what's going on um just in the world generally and and i i yeah i mean I, I the more i look sort of look at it and i guess i'm predisposed and who I'm i'm curious what um i'm just curious what people think but I, it it's hard for me at this point in time looking at things in the grand sweep like it it, it was an interesting um Development in the fascination, you know, jazz hands and ethnarch those guys um, really going into the founding of the United States and, and because you have this myth of the America of being a certain way. Um, and there's some good reason for that. It's not that I think the American people are bad and, and Tocqueville certainly saw things a certain way. And I think he's probably right ethnographically in terms of ordinary American people. Um, at least as of that time but if you look at the the founding i mean like you know there's masonic symbolism all up and down you know i mean the washington dc is basically one giant uh, i don't know what the technical term is but uh you could say a yuntra of a sort i mean it, it's it's some kind of you know demonic symbolic machine made into a city and you know i know a guy who did um some carpentry work uh, or some kind i don't know it was carpentry some kind of uh maintenance, um, physical maintenance on stuff in like the dome and the Capitol. He said, there's like stuff up in there, like designs and paintings and stuff that no one ever sees. And it's all, you know, Illuminati shit. And, and I mean, that's not like, a lot of that is a matter of the historical record. You know, these people were Masons and and the Illuminati was a real organization and you can get into, you know, there's a, there's a rabbit hole. And I think at least, you know, probably more than 50% of that is disinformation to throw people off the trail. Um, but, but if you start, looking at it in those terms in terms of like okay well who are these people and what were they doing in 17 whatever 18 whatever um when you look at the close connection in these organizations and these people it's like okay well maybe it's maybe it's not a coincidence that the united states you know from the beginning had this kind of rotten foundation um that even if it was subject to uh (laughs) whatever Bolshevik or, or whoever, you know, Trotskyite or various forms of subversion, communist infiltration, et cetera, in the 20th century, um, that it was in, in a sense, ripe ground for that, right. That, 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 it was always there, that it was always a part of the United States that, 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 you know, <laughs> that the, that the Ayatollah was not wrong in describing the United yeah. States as the great Satan. Uh, yeah, you can please, uh, I'm, uh, yeah,
0: please. Yeah. You know, uh, what interests me is that, <sighs> what i what i'm not interested in is this the idea that like, like oh there's the there's the normie world and then there's the conspiracy take on things it the, it's all interwoven like it's all right out in the open none of this needs to be you know it's <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be like an either or proposition like it you can like there's like all the normie stuff is true well not all of it obviously but a lot of the you know just sort of mundane facts about the world can be explained by you know mundane factors and and we don't have to go looking too deep to find out you know like uh why you know some some bad thing happens or like or you know like <laughs> crime rates can be traced to like well I don't want to go into it but uh <laughs> the point is that like you can you can explain some of the world with some factors and other parts of the world with the other factors and they don't you don't have to live In this world where like you're either one or the other either you're just like a hopeless normie or you have to go like totally off the deep end and believe that like everything's a you know like some fucking crazy conspiracy like it uh, this stuff all this stuff is like very well known and I I'm interested in the idea of wedding them and in fact just to speak to Karsten's point here which I can show on the live stream please do not speak of boring politics instead talk of metaphysics and I think that's part of the reason we chose this topic is because this is the point at which you know uh politics and metaphysics sort of begin to intersect right so we're not talking about like how many electoral votes do you need to win uh, the presidential election or whatever and how many is alabama versus, versus georgia or whatever like that's politics right but this is where the real world you know the political world intersects with some you know some of these other things that are going on in the world and it's yeah it's not it's to me it's not conspiracy land it's land land it's well, reality land
2: yeah i i gotta like i mean I, i've said this before but i know we have some new listeners and uh, i'm uh you know for anyone who's listening now that maybe didn't catch it or or just to reiterate for for those who don't know or or um this kind of thing pe- people have a cartoon often idea of magic i mean there's, this i i, I mean i guess it's starting to change a little bit but, um, you know, I, I think typically there's a kind of range of opinion from it's all just kind of superstitious nonsense, you know, like a kind of hardcore materialist line on the one end to, you know, people whose brains have been <laughs> rotted from, you know, uh, movies and video games think that, like, you know, magic means um, fireballs shooting out of your hands or something. And and without saying that that can't happen um, because I'm, I'm – you know in all things and because all phenomena are empty uh emptiness is all phenomena and sure whatever it can manifest that's not a problem but that that's not that's not really how it works not not typically and not kind of at the um mechanical level there is a mechanics to I, i would prefer to call it ritual technology and uh with you know part of it is like I don't I you know you can't say too much not only because you're like bound not to but also because it's hard you just not really something you could put in language very easily but the the point is when these people right these uh, these elites um, do these practices do these these rituals these dark things when they when they take the foreskins uh, when they take the aborted baby parts and god knows what else um and they do things with them right it's not like it's not like uh how to say it's not like they they do this thing and then i don't know like it's it's somehow the money magically appears and it doesn't work like that it it it's more like um think of the aztecs right People have this idea of like, oh, the Aztecs were this brutal civilization and, and they did all this human sacrifice and okay, they did. And it's true that I mean, I you know, we can assume that had they the sun would have continued to rise had they not performed this human sacrifice. But the human sacrifice that they performed was not separate from the maintenance of their power as a civilization. On the one hand, it 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 was like a you know, even without, you know, leaving aside any kind of questions of ritual or magic, like the fact that That they had the power the real material let's say power to like uh accumulate human sacrificial victims and to inflict this upon them and that there was really no one in a position to do anything about it. it was a demonstration of total, you know full spectrum dominance socially so there was that aspect but in conjunction with that or i would say really just not separate from that um was the fact that yes by continuing to do this sacrifice at least for a time they were able to put the causal conditions in place such that their power would be maintained it's a feedback loop it's n- it, it's not like a one or the other kind of thing and so when you're talking about you know like that's what i was i said before in one of our earlier episodes and you know uh vajrayana and magical ritual methods it, you do the ritual and then something happens if you do it correctly or in, with the right intent and so on and of course it depends on the ritual and of course it depends on the there's lots of variables here but a felicitously performed ritual like you get the right it's about arranging causal circumstances and producing a certain causal result that maybe for all the world particularly from an outsider kind of perspective looks like a coincidence it looks like a coincidence and that's why i'm actually not you know like uh when i talk about like you know you talk about certain kind of feats like you know levitating while meditating and this kind of stuff like people say well, well it doesn't happen because you, you you know you can't take a picture of it well maybe it's the kind of thing where if you were to take a picture of it um uh you know like your camera malfunctions or the person collapses or you know it's it's all about causes and effects which is why i'm not at all convinced i i I, there's no doubt in my mind that that this there was like that this was uh the coincidence that's being made out to be of course with the epstein thing but it shouldn't be ruled out that Because we, I mean, I I think, you know, people in this thing generally, we're all fairly well familiar with the idea of, um, you know, these people are literal demon worshippers. They have ritual power. They have magical power. And, yeah, it's not out of the realm of someone with a certain amount of magical power to make cameras that don't malfunction, to make them malfunction, to make a guard that's on duty, you know, stop paying attention for 30 seconds. I'm not saying that it was a coincidence i'm saying that like ritual power has the ability to make this insane you know one in 18 trillion one in you know six million whatever kind of thing kind of probability happen that that's all i'm saying i'm not saying that it did happen i'm just saying like you got to understand this in this kind of terms. I don't know if I'm making sense.
1: It does. I mean, the way I like to sometimes think about magic is if you look at like causality on a really crude materialistic level and break it down to this root, eventually you get to this point where it's like this quantum probabilistic, you, you literally cannot attribute any That's exactly kind right. yes. of That's exactly right. causation beyond rolling dice and really i think sometimes when we think about ritual technology it may be a way of loading those dice as to get a very imperceptibly different role that gets you a much different result on the macro level
2: that's how i think of it as well i totally
0: agree and you know to take your aztec uh analogy and, and bring it into modern times you know if all of the magical power of um uh, our evil elites or whatever were to disappear overnight which isn't the way it works but let's say that happened uh, Donald Trump would still be president in the morning. Um, all of Epstein's clients and everything would still be like creepy billionaires and everything. Like the, the material state wouldn't <laughs> change overnight. Yeah. However, you might find that in ten years, a completely different state had evolved as a different, you know, as maybe some good guys got 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 the upper hand or a different cadre of bad guys or whatever. Who knows, right? Um, so the causal the causal factors can still work through or and do still work through you know, mundane things like political power and wealth and everything. But the 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 two sides are sort of interwoven.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I think I think we're all on the same page. So. so, I mean, people people like tend to think of these things very simplistically, I guess. And it's just important to keep in mind, you know, it's not a one or the other kind of thing. It's a feedback loop. And there is, you know. Yeah. And, and that I think that's a really good point. Exactly. Uh, who knows what would happen if. um but, Yeah. Kagi, did you want to say something?
1: I mean, even if you don't imagine, even if you don't think that rituals have any kind of effective power on their own, when you look at the way the elites behave, like look at the Bohemian Grove where they start the thing by burning a corpse in front of an an owl statue that represents Moloch, they believe they have ritual power. They believe they have this kind of occult power. So yes, I mean, it's definitely something that is in elite circles, objectively speaking, even if you don't think it has any like material effect on causality itself.
2: So the, the, this, and this leads us to, you know, like, this is the question to me is, you know, what to do about it. And I've been a big proponent of people need to learn. <laughs> we need to revive the lost arts of, you know, binding and banishing demons to start with. Um, and, you know, protecting ourselves at this kind of metaphysical level. Again, we, we've talked about this before, but I, you know, for, for it's always good to have a reminder and for anyone who wasn't aware or hadn't listened before, you know, I mean that you, you know, get yourself across, get yourself something blessed from a, from a genuine Lama or, you know, teacher or whatever, get, get yourself. I mean, there's things, these, these, there are, it's, it's, it's not as simple as good versus evil, but there are things, there are powerful forces for, you know, transcendent good in, in this universe in the multiverse and we can connect with them many of them are here present you know right now many of them you know part of part of what it means on on the kind of classical mahayana view um to be fully awakened to be fully enlightened, to be buddha is like built into that is um essentially when when a beings in distress call on you that that you are able and in a sense in a in a certain kind of way required like it, it's just out of your it's a spontaneous manifestation of your compassion as buddha as an enlightened being to to or to to come and help so when you're when we're in these kind of situations particularly when we're when we're you know being attacked at this um Magical level or, or which which often very free. I think most commonly manifests as, as kind of a feeling of mental distress um, I think a lot of people if I saw a lot of this yesterday when the news broke about Epstein that a lot of people were like, you know I feel I feel like I got my gut punched. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills I, I saw so many people saying you know what <laughs> what what is what is going on? I saw you know a pundit who's not our friend um, I mean, I mean he's not he's you know kind of a useless cuck but even Alapundit was like, ready to be like, you know what? Hit me with your conspiracy theories because I'm I'm at my at the end of my rope. And that that feeling of desperation, that feeling of like, I feel like I'm going crazy, that feeling of, of you know, that is one of the most common ways in which these kinds of um, when you're under this kind of attack from a negative influence, that that's kind of how it feels, how it looks at a at a first person level. And so yeah, you know, I mean of course it's good to have protection ahead of time, but if you don't, you know, that's the best time for prayer.
0: Yeah, uh that's good. I was thinking about as we were preparing for this wondering, you know, what does what is the effect on sort of the mass public consciousness of something like this? Um and you can consider the mundane side of it like are people going to believe the the story and if they if they start to doubt the story because it's so outlandish on the face of it you know um then then what conclusions are they going to reach about you know the government and everything like that but then also Dharma Kirti you raise a, a a good point which is you know on the individual level we have to recognize those moments when you're like oh my god this is a crazy world <laughs> and and remind ourselves that we are spiritual beings and that there are other spiritual beings out there that can help us and other ones that are intent on harming us. What on the sort of mass level, and I don't have an answer for this. I'm legit just raising the question because I'd like to hear what you guys think. What, what sort of effect does this have on people? Because on the one hand, for people who don't, who aren't willing to engage the idea that they, that there's something they could do positively in the world on a, on a sort of super mundane level, when you get this notion, it's very blackpilling, you know, it's like the, you know, it's like the, the the Soviet executing your parents on TV or something, you have to sit there and watch it. And then what are you going to do? But, you know, like, there's a certain respect in which this is like a power play to just do it so brazenly like this. And, you know, you see people tweeting, and I agree that the part of the thing right now is the state just sort of being like, Oh, what are you going to do about it? You know, what, what are you going to do about it? and so on on one level, I think people are like, yeah, what am I going to do about it? And of course, on the mundane level I, I share their frustrations and frankly, I don't know what to do. but on the on the on the sort of more mm, metaphysical level, are, are, are people just do, do you think it it makes people even more defeated or is it going to make people want to wake up? I, I don't know.
1: It, it's interesting because it has almost two different effects. For people who are already in the know, it is a little bit dis- disappointing. Though I, I kind of expected that this was going to happen, honestly. So it's totally unsurprising. But for the masses who are kind of up till now living with the you know football HFCS kind of days where everything is normal, please don't tell me anything is wrong this is really uncomfortable for them because it really challenges their ability to be comfortable and to sit with their assumptions unchallenged. And so in, in a way, it almost seems like it was a miscalculation, more than a, just like a deliberate power play.
0: Yeah, that's my hope. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out, but I, I do- It I will do.
1: probably be forgotten in two weeks though. I'm oh, fuck. No, I do No,
2: I don't actually think that's, I, 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 okay, so maybe, you know, I how to say, Part of my, um, when I started getting more sophisticated, um, both as a kind of human being, I would say, and as a, <laughs> to, to put on airs for a moment to say, I was going to say as a Dharma practitioner, I don't know how fair that is, but let's say as a Dharma practitioner, I, a lot of it comes down to just noticing stuff. Um, you know, you're tr- at, at a certain level, fundamentally what you're training in is awareness, how to be aware, how to be more aware, et cetera. And 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 a lot of times that's about noticing, you know, the dog that didn't bark as much as anything else. Uh, what I mean by this is, and I had a kind of elu- elusive tweet to this effect, um, but I'll be a little more explicit now. Um, I I've been following very carefully uh, the writings of Molly Hemingway. I think she is um, she's got a very good head on her shoulders. Um, I like the way she thinks. She's relentless with the facts. Um, she did really, I think, it, it, I guess overall, it was a tie in my mind between her and Byron York for the rep- reporting on the crazy, you know, Russia-Trump conspiracy theory, um, which she said up front, you know, she kind of, she wanted to believe it because she really hated Trump. She was kinda initially sort of a quasi-never Trump, but then mellowed out and again she's just got a good head on her shoulders and a nose for the facts um so she did really great reporting on that which is how she really attracted my notice and uh she's since she's been on tucker a bunch and she's you know really raised her profile and and I, i mentioned her specifically because um she did basically didn't say anything she basically didn't say anything uh, about this this whole Epstein situation, she had one tweet sort of well into the like I, I, you know late even late afternoon early evening after the news had broken and had been broken for quite some time to the effect of like some some idiot c n n type journalist was like i don 't even remember what he said it was something like you know oh, people are talking about conspiracy theories and she 's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have spent the past three years pushing a Russia conspiracy theory." And of course that's, yeah, right. Exactly. Well, and of course, and and that's a kind of like, you know, but but to me it was like, okay, you know, I don't want to like put on airs about like, Oh, I'm in someone's head or something like this, but it was very conspicuous to me. I'll just put it that way. That, that this very respectable, very level headed, but relentless and et cetera, journalist i mean like one of the i mean one of the few real you know journalists that i think is, is worthy of the title um that she di- didn't say anything because whatever if she I, I just got the sense if she were to say her real thoughts that it would get her in a you know more trouble than she's already in with like the journalistic profession writ large um that, please yeah
1: that is actually an interesting difference between this one and every other thing that's happened before is that the conspiracy theory quote conspiracy theory point of view has actually become the mainstream yeah. point of view among the masses i've never it, seen that happen no before.
2: It, it's it's definitely i mean people like well that that's i guess my point is you know it's one thing um you know i certainly didn't believe necessarily all the vince foster stuff um back in the day and 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 it's not that i it, whether i believe it or not or i still don't actually i mean who knows it it doesn't it doesn't actually really matter at a certain level because epistemologically like if you were a certain kind of quote unquote conservative then um then you were you know oh the clintons have this body count which i i don't actually again i don't dispute that that, that of course they yes they do but uh it was always sort of like not e- you know you couldn't be a quote unquote respectable conservative um or, or even really like a mainstream Republican voter, I don't think, and and have those kind of opinions and talk that sort of way. That gradually, gradually, gradually started changing um, over the past, you know, really, to, I guess, in the second Obama term was when I noticed that really starting to, to, to change. But now with this, yeah, it, it, it's... I mean, as you said, quite right, I mean, in, in, I don't understand the people who think this was Russia somehow. I mean, that's just... I don't even know. This I is don't even I don't know where to start with that. This is but, that's why I
0: had to retweet that Marco Rubio tweet. Yeah. I just I for posterity, I have to read it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean it provides into the conspiracy theory that they've been mainstreaming we for the it. last 2 years. Mar-
0: Marco Rubio, sitting United States Senator, probably one of the 20 most well-known names in American politics.
1: Yeah. If not Hashtag
0: #Putin yeah. Hashtag Putin bots and trolls are aggressively pushing <laughs> hashtags <laughs> on some social media, oh promoting God. Trump and Clinton conspiracies about hashtag yeah, Epstein death. Just like our like to, I'm not done. About he's your... not done. Oh, he's, yeah, not he's, done. Not done. No. he's not done. He's not done. It's sad and frightening to see so many Americans on both sides of oh, partisan God. unwittingly helping them. Putin has weaponized oh, our
2: polarization. God. Did he weaponize and the, I just, fo- the baths? I just Did he weaponize those?
1: I'd I mean, like to. I'd just like to give a shout out to the folks in the Kremlin. I would really like to be paid for my shit posting. Yeah. So
0: cra- yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is literally batshit crazy. Like it's, it's not that he's like pushing a an, an, you know talking no, he about ta- tax no, cuts uh, for the wealthy right. or whatever. And, like I'm like oh I disagree with that or whatever. this is just like fucking crazy, dude. I don't it's think he's nuts. crazy.
2: No, I I would actually I, he's playing well, on, th- on wine ant craziness. He, yeah. he himself yeah. that's a very sophisticated. Oh.
1: Why not uh, craziness now is Russia and yeah. is doing this to promote to protect Trump? And They're Pless- actually New can points out. He version. said
2: uh, like uh, Alex Jones said it was China. I saw that. I, I, I actually think I actually think Alex Jones is J woke and he knows what he's doing. And he just says Chai to what he means like oh, other people. Nice I, I yeah, don't know. I mean, I, maybe that's a cope on my end. But but that's what I think. <laughs> maybe <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, no, Rubio, Rubio, I, I actually, I mean, I'm embarrassed to maybe acknowledge this, but way, way back in, I don't know, like 2014, 2015, I, I was already like, I didn't like him because of the gang of eight stuff, but I, I sort of bought the line that he didn't really know it was in it. He was trying to do stuff, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it wasn't really his fault that it had all this crappy amnesty stuff Mm -hmm. in it. And then he walked away. All right, fine, whatever, you know, call it a mulligan. Um, and then, but I, he was like one of my guys kind of early on in the thing. I'm just horrified to admit that now, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot sometimes. I'll fully, you know, m- you know, say that here. Um, yeah, no, I don't think there's any question at this point that, that Rubio is, he's one of the dirtiest, um people in in the american government clearly, clearly. he's
0: he's he's disgusting and it, it, it takes it takes quite a bit to stand out among yeah. that crowd and he really I, manages but this is what i was saying earlier about it bringing out the crazy in people and it, it it goes to what uh i can't remember which of you said it but just just the point about like yeah, yeah, blame, uh, wine ants blaming Trump, you know, and um, I was just noticing people's reactions on Twitter, and one of my little shames here is I, I follow some of these, uh, like, diet bros and stuff, you know, weightlifting bros, and I'm not talking Mangan. about land. <laughs> I do follow Mangan, dude. I, I I will not hear a word against Megan. Right. I didn't and, say anything. And, and I was just, yeah. No, no, Some I, there's some dudes in a couple of my uh, group chats that are going to give me shit for defending Megan. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care. Um, uh. Yeah, but that type of stuff. And I just noticed, like, people, those types of guys being like, you know, I don't care about Epstein, you know, I'm stacking cash, bro, you know. It's just like,
2: yeah. It, yeah. But, and
0: then, like, wine answer like, this is Trump, and then people being like, oh, the Clinton's got another. And all of this sort of, like, crazy talk about it almost indicates something in and of itself to me. Like, each individual take I'm not interested in. It's just this sort of, like, chaos of confusion about it um, yeah. that's indicative of yeah of something. I, I'm not sure what.
2: Well, that well, that's what made me think, like, as I was saying before, I, I'm, this could have been a purely magical hit. I mean, cause people, you can do that. That's a thing that you can do. Um, in which case, you know, it would it could have of, if all these crazy coincidences actually did happen in that way, then sure. Why not? But I, I think whether or not it was a pu- quote unquote purely magical hit, um, there was clearly, Clearly. I mean, I don't think it's open to question whatever else is going on that this is involved and that this accounts for a significant portion of the weirdness and the kind of general, you know, unease and the way that this is landed. And um, I mean, the other way to look at it, I guess you could say is, you know, they they which I think is also actually also true is, is not necessarily mutually exclusive that they just completely overplayed their hand that this was you know this was a flex and there there's something i think to the idea that you know oh, as you say like what do you you know the the attitude on their end is like well what are you going to do about it um but i i uh to the extent that there was that kind of intent behind it i don't get the sense that it it really like the fact that people aren't um you know storming the mcc the the what is it the manhattan uh I, forget I don't know it, correction center correction or whatever, or something, yeah. whatever it is yeah. that the people i mean yeah I, I, are, are in a real society, like people will be out there with the fucking pitchforks uh you know we, we don't have that because we don't live in a society but
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh nevertheless it okay people don't people aren't going to be out there you know doing doing that, but they're not buying it either it's that people aren't you know so so this ha- this hasn't landed as just a pure kind of flex in that way. I don't because
1: think. I don't think it was a flex. I think that it was the least bad option yeah. available to the elites. My theory on Epstein is that he's really kind of an, was an instrumental part of the system of social control of the politicians in yeah. America where basically they are created by elites who then have some kind of manipulation or some kind of way of manipulating them probably by having dirt on them. They create them, keep them under control on a short leash, and basically run the system from behind closed doors. And Epstein is crucial in that process because he helps create the dirt for the, the, these guys to use.
2: Someone on that note, someone, else, someone noted, uh, I, I wish I could give credit, but I don't remember who, um, that this is, part of it is you know we, we, we have t- the, there was a time not even that long ago for, for many of us within living memory uh, I think it was who was it the um I think it was was it Edwin Edwards, the guy who like won against David Duke in Louisiana, who said that the only way he would lose his election because he was like notoriously corrupt, just completely corrupt, um but he said the only way I would lose was if they found me in bed with a live a live boy or a dead girl, yeah, and uh, that was true at 1980, whatever it was that 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 happened. 90, I don't remember. Um, that was true. I'm sure that at the time, if they had found him in bed with a live boy, that that would have been it. That is no longer the case, right? We have just completely torn down. You know, people could come out as transgender, and uh, you know, I'm sure it would benefit their. Their political campaigns, uh, the fact that uh, Pete uh, Buttkrieg likes to get it <laughs> in the ass is like a selling point for the for the wine ants. I don't know. Is he a topper or a bottom? I, people have different opinions on this. I don't. I don't know. Uh, no, have I promised
0: last week. I prom. We went deep into the gay thing a couple weeks ago, oh, and okay. I promised we weren't going to touch. Okay, it again sorry. For a I didn't, while, so.
2: All right. Okay. Um, but anyway, point is, uh, look, the only thing left, really is pedophilia. And even that obviously they're like chipping, chipping, chipping away at the foundations right. of. But,
1: but it like, seems uh, like that's meeting a lot of resistance. Like initially yeah. they were trying to like promote this like uh, non contact bullshit, and now that Desmond is amazing, debauchery. Uh, honestly it's 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 a ama- it would be amazing to me if this doesn't result in actually pushing people over the edge.
0: I don't know, man. I
1: I though yeah you're right. I mean people
0: I, I don't know. I I, I... <sighs> Part of me says yes, and part of me says says no, man. Well, that people used to feel that strongly about some of those other things.
2: This so. gets to me. Well, this, so this gets back to I think something you were saying, aura, which is a really great question. And I, I mean, I, I don't have super well developed thoughts, and obviously this is kind of wish casting to a large extent. But fundamentally, because I, I, when you were when you were asked before, like you know, what can we do, or what can we at the at the common level do? I think um, part of the genius of Christianity for one of the things that like. know for all you can critique it and you can say like i mean you know for someone like me it it was always you know i'm kind of a hyper pelagian in a way um i would have had to have been a priest and even that you know would have been but the point is um you know from a christian perspective or the way christianity works is essentially the priest does the sacrifice he he is the the conduit for the like eternal like the the christ sacrifice is, is is then is made eternal it happens every mass and we relive it and we participate in it. And through it, we transcend suffering in existence, um, and achieve communion with God. That's why like in, as I see it, you know, you, the only really valid Christian churches, traditions are the ones that have apostolic succession and that recognize the reality of like the, the Eucharist as the body and blood of Christ. And because when you consume it, when you commune with it, you, you achieve, um essentially what I would call the Sambogakaya, there's a communal enjoyment of the fruits of enlightenment. But the point is that at the mechanical level, to get back to this issue of, of ritual mechanics, um the interesting thing about about Christian ritual mechanics is essentially the it, it the, the priest does all the ritual work in the in the temporal kind of plane, so to speak. Um, but Christ is the one who does all the work of salvation, and you 're kind of just along for the ride um as i said that 's sort of what makes it um difficult for me as a kind of someone who 's in a sense of kind of Pel- Pel- Pelagius. for those of you who uh, i 'm like throwing out these theological concepts Pelagius was a was a was a monk um i believe a british monk who had this uh theory or theology that was condemned eventually as heresy as incorrect a- anti orthodox that basically it's that humans have to do some part of the work of salvation. Um, this gets sometimes rephrased as like humans can do all of the work of salvation. It, it gets sort of complicated, but the, but the bottom line is that from a quote unquote orthodox Christian perspective, that's lowercase o orthodox, it's it's God Christ who does all of the work of salvation, and and you are actually incapable of doing any of the work of salvation because your our will as human beings is corrupted because of original sin. And so we, we can't do any of that work on our own, um, and so from a societal perspective, what that ends up what ends up do what that ends up doing is it creates a society where like all you really need are a handful of ritual specialists who can like hook in to the work of salvation that's already been done and sort of allow god jesus to do his work and and everyone there can just sort of contribute by sort of being there and being attentive and doing the, the things correctly but uh as a I i think it was a, he's probably banned again but but there was a great uh orthodox capital orthodox account um render unto uh g uh, who said you know like 98 99 percent of it is just being there, like showing up every Sunday, participating because at, and and at a social level, what that creates is conditions where you don't need like much else. You just, you just need people to show up to do the thing, to have a few people who are like doing what's necessary at the kind of elite level, uh, elite in the sense of you know, like these are the priests, these are the leaders, these are the shepherds of the flock. Um, And, and then the whole thing kind of clicks more or less on its own. And that's how Western civilization worked for the better part of, you know, depending on where you are, like 1,500 to 2,000 years-ish.
1: That's interesting, though, you mentioned, because, I mean, obviously, Buddhism is extremely Pelagian, and I readily admit that fact, but, I mean, it seems like, just as a religious practice, uh, dharma, like in the really sophisticated version, was always an elite practice as well. Yeah. So, I mean the dynamic is still there. It's
2: not completely different and and you know I, the way I sort of wiggle my way out of it from a comparative perspective is like well it's not your you in the sense of your ego doing the work of enlightenment either from like a dharmic or buddhist perspective what you're what you're doing is you're getting rid of your ego you're letting your ego you're getting your ego out of the way so that the natural enlightenment that's already manifest within you can like be more manifest um and I don't that's think an, that's
0: a wiggle. I I think that's I, yeah, think sure. I think that's accurate. I think that's accurate.
2: But the point is that, I mean, again, you—I mean, it depends on how you look. I, I don't want to, like, you know, argue Christian no. theology. Or Wait,
0: for, when you said you were a Pelagian, I thought you meant you were, like, a pre Achaean Greek, and I was sitting there <laughs> trying <laughs> – I was sitting here trying to, like, figure out Dharmakirti is <laughs> one of the sea people or something. Like, I couldn't figure it out. You
2: heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, that's hilarious. Want to hit up some of these comments? Yeah, let's get back to yeah. let's get some questions.
0: I, All right, so yeah. – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Who was I? There? Just wasn't sure if my point was clear.
2: I, I was just saying, like, when you're saying, like, to, to maybe make that more explicit in case it wasn't explicit enough. What I'm suggesting, what I'm the reason why I'm talking about all that, is that you need some kind of valid, efficacious, like, transcendentally good oriented social religious practice in order to like not have this be this fucking disaster joke sick joke of a quote-unquote society it could you know buddhism obviously you know at the end of the day i'm very sympathetic i think christianity also works i think it has worked i think it worked great for european peoples generally um but the point is short of that there is no way out and for the average person listening to this who i don't know how many i think we're still you know much like the dharma i think you know this uh whatever you want to call this uh Movement or whatever that we are. I mean, I think we're still we still attract a certain kind of elite by and large Um, I don't know how how relevant this is to us, but but for wherever you are whoever you are, you know listening to this In a sense the best thing you can do Is you know uh, uh, the essence of the dharma is to do good avoid evil purify the mind? These things fundamentally mean have a spiritual practice have a spiritual teacher a spiritual father go to church if you're christian Go to church if you're not Christian, unless you have some very good reason why. You know, if you're like you know, there's a couple interesting uh, you know Hindu types that I'm friends with on Twitter and stuff. You know, yeah, sure, whatever. Whatever your practice is, as if it's genuinely oriented towards transcendent good. No, no Crowleyite bullshit. No Hermetic this or that. That's not a direction you want to go in. Um, do that. Do that. That's the best thing you can do. Network in that way. Create social power through common religious virtue practice. And concentration, virtue. Yeah. and discernment. There you go. Perfect. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. so let's get to some questions. That's, that, that's what I wanted to say.
0: No, hallelujah, brother. I totally agree. Todd says, does the New World Order underestimate the revival of Dharma? Sauron could not predict the free folk destroying the One Ring. He predicted them to use it. I'll take a swing at this first. Um, I don't think the New World Order guys underestimate uh the good guys in a, broadly speaking uh but it is an interesting question you know maybe they're so hell-bent on destroying christianity which they've you know been working on for centuries now uh that they don't see you know they don't see another thing coming i don't know the answer to that but it's it's a nice thought and i certainly believe it could be possible
1: um it seems that i mean my take on it is that well they definitely have been trying to pretty much just destroy christianity completely what they have done with Dharma, at least here in the West, they seem to be content to ignore it in say Burma, for instance, but in the West they seem to be intent on subverting it and turning it into a tool of their system of social control. So then you end up with these San Francisco grifters teach talking about mindful sex and threesomes and yeah. who knows what else. Yeah, but
0: the question is is that second that that group you know, the California guys, is that a cause or an effect? Like I would say that maybe that's more like much more downstream uh uh, of the sort of you know Illuminati type, you know, <laughs> I I I don't want to toss around terms too lightly, but you know what I mean. This like the elite, elite.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, th- I think there's a lot going on. The I I think maybe to split the difference, but but in an optimistic way. Um, in I think you're to put it this way. I think you're right, Aura, that they don't underestimate the good guys. But they do, I think, because, like, the only way, let me put it this way the only way that you do these kinds of just evil, evil things that they do, both evil, you know, evil at the ritual level and evil at the, you know, whatever, physical, material level, human um, level, human level, is if you fundamentally you're a nihilist. Fundamentally, you don't believe in karma, cause, and effect, or you think you can outrun it. You think that—I mean, so much of this, you know, we've talked about this a little before also, but, you know, with, with like, you think you can live forever. You think you can outsmart impermanence. <laughs> uh, yeah, or in Christian
0: terms, you, you, you don't believe in eternal damnation.
2: Right. So my point is, you know, they, while, they un- while they don't underestimate hu- the human agency of the, of the people on the other side— they because they don't fundamentally understand or have faith or believe or whatever in the nature of what it is that they're actually up against, because they're nihilists of a certain sense, in a certain sense, um I think they do underestimate if not if not like, you know the, the like uh how to say if not the 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 actual resistance, not the hashtag resistance, but you know us, this thing, we people who are doing this now. Um, they do underestimate the Dharma. They do underestimate uh God, so to speak. and so i I actually think like I, I, you know because so much of it isn't really motivated by atheism or even in a sense by like greed even per se, so much is just I really I, 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 a lot Tommies. of times sorry. Cummies, cummies, but also like just <laughs> hatred. I think they really, really hate Jesus. Like it, it some of this yeah. is like they yeah. just hate Jesus, which is like okay. I mean, that's not going to end well for you. But in the meantime, <laughs> like the the what's interesting is like I think I think they kind of, in a lot of ways, like Buddhism for for a complex of historical and various other sorts of reasons, uh, flies under the radar, and so they're they're quite content. To have you know Buddha statues everywhere, and you know people—it's kind of trendy to have you know in like uh, antique shops and this kind of thing. I I really think, and maybe I shouldn't be saying it, but I, I you know whatever—we're relatively small crew, and it doesn't doesn't really matter that much. Um, maybe or it's out of their hands. I think to some extent, like that's actually really dangerous for them, because you know representations of the body, speech, and mind of 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 the blessed ones is just incredibly powerful I and mean, it's a little bit of ultimate reality, like breaking through into our kind of everyday experience in a way that we can interact with. Um, it's incredibly powerful and yeah, yeah they, that's why I think fundamentally why they don't allow, Icons of Jesus or Mary or the same they They really try to. Oh yeah. It's like that. It's
0: creepy to them to have a crucifix yeah. up, but, right? like, but then they'll have a Buddhist. But, statue, but they'll have a Buddhist.
2: Like, oh, right? I still got you. It, but yeah. exactly. But that's the thing is like, okay, but like, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. it, it's like you get people acculturated to seeing representations or, or, or of the body, speech and mind of, of Buddhas. Um, like again, it, it just gets people in a certain kind of oriented, a certain way in terms of their mindset. And that's why I think like, while um Europe I, I I I don't know, I mean I have question marks, but I think it 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 I hope that it stays Christian for the, as much as it can, and I think it will and I think that's the way forward for Europe. The United States doesn't have churches everywhere in the same way, doesn't have that kind of deep connection everywhere. and uh that's why I think you know the United States in this, this way that meditation is trendy, that that Buddhism is trendy, that Buddha statues and Buddha faces, Buddha heads, Buddha busts, you know all these kinds of Buddhist imagery are very trendy and very popular. Um, you know, it, it's doing things to people's like karmic existences that that the elites I don't think really understand and they're going to come to regret.
0: I like that, man. I we can go around uh, when you see one of those, just uh, implant oh, a little, I uh, always, or no, I always a little I mean, aura like a, bomb yeah, of it.
2: exactly. No, I would well, the, the best, well, I don't know if it's the best, but. It's an instruction, actually, um, from a text that we read last time, uh, or last time I was on with um, with the uh, Ryan Snow Maharaja from uh, Words of My Perfect Teacher. Uh, Pacha Rinpoché has an instruction. Basically, says any time that you see like a Buddha statue. Actually, he says, if I recall correctly, like even like a fragment, because in, in Tibet you'd have often like they make them, you know, all these clay. Um, little, okay. What do you do? You, you, uh, you bow or you make like a homage or you, you you put your hands together, but you basically say like, you know, Oh yes. I, you remember that you took refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha. And you like, you sort Mm -hmm. of acknowledge it as like, okay, that's the Buddha like here now in a way that's present to me. And I'm like, you know, offering homage, um, anytime you see it. And, And I try to do that. And I think it's, I think that little aura bomb, I think that's a nice little aura bomb that you, um, as you put it
0: implant in there yeah, yeah. Uh, good Good transition to the next question here from Joe Schmo says Dharma cognate excuse me Dharma cognates with ethos and ethos is the guiding beliefs or ideals that characterize a community nation or ideology should European Buddhism adopt a specifically European eightfold path uh, there's a lot packed in there I don't know if we can address it all but uh, the final question I think is a is a good one um, do you guys want to take a hack at it
1: my view is this the highest truth needs to transcend not just like it should transcend like just nations and cultures as well it should be like universal and like absolutely universal in that sense and so i'm not really sure what you would mean when you say european buddhism adopting a specifically european and in a sense the buddha dharma is it, it contains within it like so it, it doesn't really need to be made specifically European. Now you could say maybe certain aspects of it should be focused on more within a European cultural context, which has been the case historically. Um, like for instance, you could say Japanese Buddhism emphasizes certain aspects of Dharma more than in, whereas Tibetan Buddhism emphasizes other ones a little bit more, and that might be the case. But I don't think that it needs to be really changed for a European context.
2: Y- yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I would. Yeah. Please. I would agree. Um, and I think to, to be charitable to Joe, uh, I think, when he says specifically European eightfold path that, you know, maybe that's just a, another way of saying of specifically European Buddhism because just to be, uh, autistic for a second, the eightfold path, there's nothing Asian or yeah. non-European about it. It's, you know, I right, think, right effort, right. I don't mind mean, don't to right.
1: Like a, we was Buddha's fantasy history, but <laughs> it was literally conceived by a mind of a, of a, of an Aryan prince yes
2: yes it exactly. was well that's what i was gonna say uh or to piggyback on what you were i was basically gonna like when when the, you know right action right livelihood means one thing in india you know 500 year you know uh, 1500 years ago means something different in japan 500 years ago it means something different in europe today um but the, the the principle of like right action, right mindset, right 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 or not right mindset. I was like <laughs> Cernovich the the, the, go- gorilla. the the gorilla, gorilla bo- speech, gorilla, gorilla concentration. Bo- yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. Uh, the 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 point is like the, the principle encompasses all of these things. And, yeah, so, I mean, when you're talking about a specifically European Buddhism, I or specifically, I, I don't know what a, a specifically European Eightfold Path would mean, but I think in terms of things like, you know, right livelihood, particularly at like a kind of wider social level, that, yeah, it's it's going to be, you know, I, I think this is where someone like, something like Evola's conception of Buddhism as a kind of heroic struggle, which is the theme that's present from, the, you know, it's in the Indian literature, it's in the Tibetan literature, I'm sure it's in the Japanese stuff as well, I'm just less familiar, Um but you know that that's something that kind of sense of like the 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 you know because westerners we 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 um behave you know we 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 look at things a certain way uh you know we 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 there's this this going back to homer you know and and the ancient greeks and and the whatever the sea peoples and so on but you know through the kind of there there's I like to rag on the German Romantics, but they're not completely wrong. I mean, the, the sense of like heroism and individual struggle—it's—it's it's not entirely bad. That can be used in a kind of a good dharmic way, and I think that that's something to expect, or, or it, it's a natural fit with the European character, with the with the European peoples, and it and it's a one way in which you know I think a specifically kind of European or Western Buddhism um, can take shape, or maybe should take shape. Good answer. I will power through a couple more of Sorry, these. I know you're you're um, you're probably pretty tired. We can we can call it whenever whenever you.
0: No no. Gosh no no. I'm not tired. Uh, but certainly we can call it whenever. But I I actually we have more. I always want to say we have more comments that we're going to be able to get to this time. But I do want to hit some of these I've been looking at. This one short answer to Commissar I G. Are y'all ever going to do a beginner's guide or something like an episode of how to start out? Honestly, I've been wanting to do this for a while, guys. We don't have to decide on it now. But I would love to do a Buddhism 101, um, you know, just with the very basic principles and how to start. So I think it's a good idea, and we'll think about it. Sounds good. Yep. Um, Let's see. This is just a good comment uh, from Love Everyone. Conspiracy theory, is it for real, though? Love Everyone. Conspiracy theory is a pejorative used to discredit anyone who questions a narrative. We live in a media controlled society and thus the conspiracy label is used to further the media stranglehold. Absolutely correct. Um, all right, that's all I'm going to hit for now because we have a a lot more comments, but we might get some more before the end. Um, I didn't mean to cut you guys off. Like
2: No, no, it, it was good to, to field some, um, to field some comments and questions. Um, did, did you have, or did, you mentioned that you had some notes? Did you have further things you, you wanted to hit on term in terms of you know these recent events and and that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually like where we took the discussion more uh, than my original <laughs> notes, but I, I'll just sort of uh, rat a tat them off here real quick, and if anything hits you guys, we can talk about it. But you guys said it already, and I'll, I'll just repeat it. I, I just want to say that as far as this sort of the narrative goes. Um, I'm not like suspicious of what happened to Je- Jeffrey Upstein. Just like I am not suspicious of gravity. Okay. I. I
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I. I know what happened. I mean, I don't know the exact the exact right. thing that happened, but he didn't. He didn't kill himself, and uh, he was murdered uh, because he. Uh, his trial was going to, you know, <laughs> lead to the downfall of some extremely powerful and sick people. And I believe that theory. I, I know that. That's the thing. I'm done saying believe. I'm done saying suspicion yeah. or whatever. And, you know, listen, if somebody comes to me with really great evidence that gravity doesn't exist, then I'm going to change my mind about gravity, too. So in that sort of radical sense, of course, I, you know, I'll keep an open well, mind. Well, but what I, I, t- I, sorry, I don't have you, any time. I don't have yeah. any energy to waste on keeping an open mind about this. Like, fuck that. Like, yeah. that's just... That's a, that's just a way to keep people tied up arguing over this. Stuff. Well, no. well, think
2: about this. What is the... I mean, this is what I would put on that. Like, I I agree with you 100%, but I, I would just add the additional nuance that, okay, what's the counter... What is the essence of the counter-argument here? Like, people will say, like, oh, he just killed himself the way people describe. Like, what what are you actually saying is that there was, like, insane amounts of negligence at every level, up and down the system, that that he was, you know, like... <laughs> my my point is i i, I and I, i'm not convinced that this isn't what happened i i think it's certainly possible maybe even more likely probably more likely that there was some deliberate agency but there didn't have to be because deliberate agency could just mean like getting the guard to look the other way getting the camera to shut down or not even you know you just never have to release it or switch out the tapes or there's a million things you can do but the point is removing the constraints Putting him in a position where he's able to kill himself, and then like you know letting him do that is murdering him just as much as if he was strangled by a Mossad operative, just as much as if you know Hillary Clinton snuck past the the guard, blowing snot bubbles with the with the cat burglar suit and injected him <laughs> with phenobarbital. You know, I mean, whatever. No, thanks like... for that visual, man. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like whatever yeah. the like scenario yeah. is. Like there's no scenario where this wasn't murder, even if it was murder by negligence. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yes, I totally do. And uh, you know, it's cool. I'm glad that people like fascination and other people are gonna do deep dives and try to figure out the exact this, that nature. Did the cameras actually shut off or not? Is that this info or whatever? Good. I, It's interesting. I, I probably, I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm, I'm above all this. I'm not interested. Of course I'm interested and I, I wanna find out the exact truth, but I am not wasting any of my mental energy or physical energy on being like, well, let's let's not jump to conclusions. Fuck that. Conclusions have been jumped to by themselves.
1: Is it a conspiracy <laughs> theory if it's patently obvious what happened? Right.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay, so in a couple of my other points. Yeah, just the gaslighting in general. Um, yeah. But I, I touched on this earlier when I was just talking about, like, how, you know, about the, the – the f- and I like what you guys said about, like, maybe it's – better view it as uh an overreach but just to the to the extent that you can see it as a flex that is very disheartening you know i think for a lot of people and i it we should be aware of that effect that it has on people and normies that might just be waking up and this sort of like wow if they can do this then like there's no way we can ever touch them and you know i guess my point would be to have compassion for that mindset and to not just like jump down people's throats about it and you know try to guide them out of that because being gaslit sucks like it's awful you know and it's hard to get out of sometimes it, you know, it relates back to the dharma like the nature of illusion right you know it's uh storm king would tell us we could just all just wake up just like that but you know it's it's awfully hard
2: yeah i don't know what to say about the the gaslighting i mean i think people you have to you know that's just a thing I, I guess at a certain level you could just say like that's why it's so important um to understand that power is real and necessary and that there is no, like, I, I think one of the leg, one of the most unfortunate legacies of the Protestant revolt is this idea that religion is like over in one place and, you know, money and power are over in some other place. And it's not to say there aren't real abuses. That's not to say that it's not dangerous. But number one, there's no alternative. And number two, if you separate these things in the way that, you know, this kind of quote unquote wall of separation between church and state, the way that we kind of conceptualize it, especially these days, what you end up doing is you create what we're seeing now is there's this, there's this vacuum, this this power vacuum that the religious um, sphere like abandons that then gets filled up with all these, like, demonic forces. Um Because they love that. They love that vacuum. That's where they work the best.
1: And that is interesting, because we often like to think that right now we're seeing this growth in atheism, but really you're seeing this growth in religious disaffiliation combined with interest in the occult. And so yeah. you're seeing phenomena like exorcisms are drastically Dressed. on the rise, yeah. apparently.
2: Yeah, they are. We discuss... Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and, and that's why, like, I, I, you know, for a while I... Resisted. Um, there was some. I, it didn't quite sit well with me. And if I'll be honest, I'm still. You know, the idea of acquiring and wielding power. It. It's not. Um, how I normally think about things, or at least I haven't up to this point. But you know, Mike Enoch has been saying this for a while, and I. I have gradually come more and more around to his way of thinking on this. That. Um. It's not that power. You know, power is dangerous. Everybody needs to understand that. But short of taking back power, um, you know, because, because the only way that you prevent people from being gaslit by these liars and, and, and demonic Moloch worshippers, mammon worshippers, and, 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 and so on, the only way that you can stop that is by having the power to stop it. Is the You know, you, you, you know if, 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 if they're in control of the media and they're driving the conversation and there's really not much you can do and the only thing you can do at at, at some point eventually is take back power and and make it stop.
1: The Spanish solution.
2: <laughs> you mean the Franco <laughs> solution or I'm not, what do you mean? Uh,
1: yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that, uh, it's kind of a fair comparison considering it was this awful leftist regime that was dedicated yeah, yeah. to...
0: The Ashoka uh, option. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> <That's> the other <laughs> option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to... Yes, in, perfect. Yes. In my tweet in my tweet out, uh, a little shout out before we started the stream, I said something... I don't have it in front of me, but I said something about what you can, you know, Epstein and social decay or whatever, and what we can do about it. And this is not a proselytizing podcast. We don't do a lot of, like, you know, conversion work or whatever, but I we do from time to time talk about the benefits of the dharma from a personal perspective and i my last note that i had jotted down here that i wanted to hit is something i just called the the invulnerability cloak of the dharma
2: yeah
0: and by that i i'll, I'll tell a little anecdote i had an absolutely insane day at work today it was from a sort of just from a logistics point of view and an organization point of view and like the number of things that could have gone wrong like barring a fire or something. Um, It it was like right up there with one of the 10 worst days I've ever had at work. However, and I'm not saying this to brag about my own Dharma or whatever, but uh, it went fine. I was fine. And in fact, I was in a good mood all day. And in fact, this week I've been spending extra time sitting and I've been putting extra work into following the precepts, which (laughs) full disclosure, I'm not very good at sometimes. Um, So what do I mean? The invulnerability cloak of the Dharma. It's that, I just felt okay. I felt okay because I wished the people around me goodwill and I wished myself, and this is a very important thing I think for people is to remind, to wish for your own happiness and your own freedom from suffering. Um, May I be happy, may I have the causes of happiness, be free from suffering, the causes of suffering, and something that gets added by uh, the Forest Ajans and others I think, uh, may I look after myself with ease. And I genuinely wanted that for myself. And it was easy to feel it, to genuinely want it for other people. And the way, the reason this relates to what we're talking about is that in this crazy situation, this crazy world we live in, this clown world, this just utter, awful, evil situation that we find ourselves in. Um, you can have that sort of invulnerability cloak. And it's not because you're running away. We've said this before, but I'll say it again. It's not because you're running away. It's not because you're hiding from it. You're not going to face the facts or whatever. It's it's just this, this sense of because you want goodwill genuinely, because you're centered in the mind, you're centered with the breath and everything, you don't get black pilled and you don't get this fake white pilled feeling either. Um, it's just something you have to, to live in, to hold on to as you move through the world. And it, it actually becomes easier to engage with this stuff. So the problems come up at work in my little mundane situation and the problems get solved faster because I'm thinking clearly and in a generally good mood. Um, and so not only do I feel good, but I'm also like actually fixing the mundane problems better. And I think the same thing applies to our political situation. So, you know, it's acting on two levels at the same time. One, a good Dharma practice can give you clarity to deal with the insanity. And also it makes it so that you you suffer less as you're going through it. So it's just good from top to bottom. Um, and I'll, I'll get off my little high horse
2: No, that. Was, that. that was extremely, <laughs> extremely well said. Thank you for that. Yeah, I... This is a common motif. I think we... I actually mentioned this before, but again, just to reiterate, you know, there, there's a... I think we discussed this in the same episode I mentioned before with the magical ritual methods, but, you know, there's a very famous story um, in from the life of the Buddha where basically his kind of evil cousin, Devadatta, you know, who's very jealous of him and always behaves badly, sends like a, a stampede... I think... I forget it was a herd or just one, but anyway, like a stampeding elephant Um to, like to kill, try to kill the Buddha, and without—I mean, the Buddha just—you know—he's just—he's a Buddha. He doesn't—you know—he doesn't have like a mind the way that we do in this like dualistic way. He just doing a—you know—he looks a certain way to beings, but he's just kind of hanging out in this in with this invulnerability field. And um, the elephant just kind of—he you know he's charges he's mad and elephant, which I don't know if people spend time in Asia, but elephants are scary, especially when they're upset but this crazy elephant charging directly at him just kind of calms down and um gets really gentle and like kneels at his feet um you know that when you're in this um when you're in this zone so to speak um when you're resting in the in the natural state there's nothing there's nothing that it, there's no like. There's a common kind of thing you can say sometimes. I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm, you know, saying speaking out of turn to say like even the name, even the word impurity, doesn't exist. The word evil, the word wrongdoing, this concept of like you know any any you know thing, thing bad happening to me or whatever like, not, none of that stuff even just applies. It just doesn't even really like it's Just it's not, it's What are you even talking about? Um, and that's I mean it's tough. It's definitely not easy to like be in that zone. Um, it's, it's, you know, it takes training and years and years of practice, but, uh, yeah, there's no higher protection. Um, there is, there is no higher protection. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll find if you do practice in a genuine way that, you know, it as exactly as Aura said, you know, the things kind of click. That's what it means for causal circumstances to be arranged well
1: i almost feel like you glide over the surface of clown world sometimes <laughs>
0: yeah. uh i should invent something that and then make a million dollars selling that yeah right um, with the glider <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well we've gone for over an hour now uh, we've gotten many excellent comments that we won't be able to get to today but i want to thank uh, and l- let me first let me give uh you guys a chance to add anything that that uh, you may want to add no yeah. okay
2: not really yeah, no, no not nah, really. yeah,
0: nah, nah. <laughs> all right, so I want to thank everybody who uh, participated in the live stream, all the excellent comments. Sorry we couldn't get to everything. Uh, as always, you can hit us up uh, on Twitter if you want to, and um, we will be back again next week with another episode of Right Wing Dharma's Gods Squad. Everyone. So thank you, Kagu. Thanks, Narma Kirti. and thanks, listeners.